Hello and welcome back to the Football Chat Podcast. Today it is episode 135. We're continuing our series of looking through every club in the Premier League and rebuilding their side for the 23-24 season. Today we are on to Manchester United. Now, Red Devils enjoyed quite a successful first season with under, well, under the helm of Eric Ten Hag. Almost a lot of kind of Solskjaer there. Certainly not. But Ten Hag had a very good spell. Obviously they won the Carabao Cup. They got to the FA Cup final and they came third in the Premier League. Or, yeah, that was third in the Premier League in the end, wasn't it? So, a very good result all round. A great start to life under Ten Hag. And they'll be keen to ensure that this season is yet another good campaign. Shall we start with some more things from last season then? What impressed you most about Manchester United last season? Because there's a lot to talk about. I don't really know. I, I feel like it was a mixed bag at times, you know. 6-3 lost to City, 4-0 lost to Brentford, 2-0 lost to Brighton. I think 7-0 to Liverpool is probably the biggest. But, yeah. but then on the reverse, they beat City 2-1 at home. They picked up big wins against the other big six sides. It was just a really weird year. I mean, they beat Arsenal. It's, it was a mixed bag of results. They managed to get P3. Do I think they'll I think they'd finish third if other teams had done better? Probably not. <laughs> you know, well done, genius. If other teams are better than them, no, they wouldn't have finished where they did. But a year where Chelsea, Liverpool, all you know, underperformed. It, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think they yeah, started a good season. Though. They, yeah, they were good, but I think other teams made them look better. Yeah, but then we don't talk about Leicester win the Premier League as there was a massive fluke, even though it probably was. But Man United had a good start, I think, to life under Ten Hag. It took a while for them to obviously to adapt to his style of play, but there's some good foundational building blocks for, for the style of play he wants to play, for the sort of football that he wants to implement at Manchester United. And I think that is that's really useful to start seeing some really positive signs. Obviously, a couple big highlights is Marcus Rashford. He has been... Very, very good under Ten Hag. Ten Hag is t- coaching him to be a lot more confident and a lot more... Uh, his, his movement's a lot better. He's getting into the right sort of positions and he's finishing a lot of chances. He's played both on mm. the left wing but also as the number nine at times. So it's good to see him excel in both of those roles. Then some other things we've seen nice about Manchester United is... Well, they've used a boxing field at times this season, which has worked really, really well, obviously, when they've had uh, Veghorst in there at times. But, yeah, I think it's been interesting some of the tactical things, tactical elements that have been implemented into this Man United system. I think we'll only see more of these little nuanced Ten Hag moves in the future. I think he's a really good coach and he'll continue to find those little bits just to improve Man United every year. In terms of this season, there is a lot of personnel changes that need to be made as well. So we'll start with those contracts expiring. Three players have left the club upon the termination of their contract well not termination but expiration of their contract in 2023 namely Axel Tuanzebi Phil Jones and David De Gea interesting one David De Gea currently not employed by Manchester United first time in like a decade now but Mm. do you think that they will re-sign him or do you think they should look for a replacement I do not if I was United there is no way on earth I'm re-signing him He, he was awful last year he was absolutely awful. He did make a lot of errors. So many errors that cost him so many points in big games, in little games, no matter what, he was awful. Today's the biggest flaw is his, abil- his inability to play out the back. I think he's still an excellent shot stopper and that has been proven at times this season, but he has also had some howlers 
when he should have been making some comfortable saves. I think his biggest weakness, though, as I say, is playing out from the back. Often he doesn't pick the right passes or he plays hospital balls to his defenders, mm. which then mean that they can't they can't salvage that and the, uh, the attacking side often ends up scoring. So he's not suited to what Ten Hag wants to do, is how I would put it. And I think... They definitely, they'll definitely look to upgrade him this summer if they can. Yeah. I mean, they offered him a new contract at like half his current wage. He agreed, and then they didn't sign it. Then offered him a new one at even lower. So, I don't know, a bit of a weird situation. I think you've got two options there. You could promote from within. Of course, Dean Henderson has been sat on the sidelines. Various loan moves away from the club. I think they'll probably favour a move for a new signing. There's a lot of good young goalkeepers out there that they could probably get this summer. But that, that is going to be a lot of money. Would they trust Dean Henderson? I don't really know. We'll talk more when we get into squad keep or sell. As for the other expir- contract expiries, next summer then, 2024 is a big year for contracts expiring at Man United. Firstly, Marcus Rashford. This is imperative they get this signed as quickly as possible. Aaron Bissaka, Fred as well, Victor Lindelof, Anthony Martial, Alex Tellers, Brandon Williams, Alvaro Fernandez, Tadon Menke and Tom Heaton. Half that list can go easily. Yeah, I think Martial, Tellez, Williams, Fernandez, Mengi, Heaton can all go. I think you'd probably look at selling a lot of them this summer. Yeah. I think it's weird that they blocked Heaton's move to Luton. I think mm. the only reason they have is that they obviously aren't sure that De Gea. Yeah, obviously De Gea's left. They're not sure that um, Dean Henson will stick around, and they're not sure they'll get a new goalkeeper. So it's probably smart to keep Heaton for the meantime. Teddy Mengi could be a very good Championship or League One centre half, so you could probably fetch a good million pounds for him. Aaron Fernandez is a rubbish. Quite a talented young left back. I think he's probably the most promising. I would potentially sign him to a new deal and give him a loan move this season. I think he's a good player. Right. But I haven't I haven't but seen I loads Brad, of him. Brad, I think players can both go. I'd be sold or let him run on their courts. They are not great. The players that could do a drop job, but I don't ah, think they right. are good enough for what Man United are trying yeah. to do. Marshall, for me, you tell him on this summer. Marshall, he's tried, he hasn't succeeded, sell him. Marshall um, will be a self for me as well. Lindelof, very meh centre half. I think Lindelof is a capable centre half. I think often he can be a little bit error prone, but even then. I think he only looks back as he's alongside Maguire. Often when he plays alongside Varane or alongside Martinez, yeah. he looks very comfortable. So I wouldn't be too keen to, to, or too... Yeah, I wouldn't be too desperate to sell Lindelof. I'd definitely keep him around for now. Maybe re-sign his contract as well. Extend his contract because I think he is a good player. Fred... I think he's an yeah. easy re- re-sign. I think he's a good yeah, player. Call it, yes, yeah. You may be able to... If you can bring in someone like Frankie de Jong, then maybe you let Fred leave, but... I don't think you're going to get Frankie Dion. So Fred is a more than capable midfielder. And then Aaron Wan-Bissaka, I think we've seen the resurgence for him this season. Yeah. One of the best 1v1 defenders in Europe. And is, yeah, developing and becoming better by the day. Yeah. He's played really well under Ten Hag so far. So, yeah. That's it for the contracts. Shall we get into the squad keep or sell? Yeah. Manchester United, quite a, well, quite a big squad, I would say. A lot of these are youth players, but we'll run through all of them. First up, David De Gea has, of course, left the club. And Tom Heaton, we spoke about briefly there, yeah. would leave, would let leave. At they the need a season. lot of goalkeepers. What do you do about Dean Henderson, then? Well, I think you have to keep him. You're in a situation you have to keep him. Yeah. Is he going to be happy staying? I don't know. Surely then you've got to offer him the number one shirt. But will they start him? Well, that's the thing. Do you start Dean Henson or do you sell him? They're the options. For me, is Dean Henson good enough to start in the Premier League? No. Yes, Dean Henson is more than good enough to start in the Premier League. Okay, not in the Premier League. I mean, 
you know, I'm, I'm talking elite football, Champions League finals, domestic finals. I don't, I don't know. know. I think he's a good goalkeeper. I don't think. I think where Man United are right now, it wouldn't be a massive problem. But if they want to, if they're bringing in a goalkeeper for the future, that's very different. So if I, they are I, bringing honestly, in a goalkeeper who could be in a Champions League final in a good few years' time, then Dean Henderson's not your man. I wouldn't. Their goalkeeper is all over the place because you say it's either play Henderson or sell him, and I, I don't think they should play him. But if you sell him, you've got Nathan Bishop, and that's why you've got Tom Heaton. Okay, well, oh, he's sticking around, isn't he? Stangs for 2024. Oh, that's fine. That'll be fine. Then they'll sign new. Okay, no, scratch that completely. That'll be fine. Sell Henderson. I do think the only problem if you sell Dean Henderson is that the main night ownership may panic by a goalkeeper. If you look at Chelsea in 2019, they sold Thibaut Courtois to Real Madrid. They panicked. They went and got Kepa. If you, if you keep Dean Henderson for now, then you could. You've always got that as an option. Mm. So I wouldn't look to sell him immediately. You want to move him on, but wait until you've signed a goalkeeper first, and then move on Henderson. Once you have that keeper, you can start looking at moves and stuff potentially. But equally, you don't want to him to have his head in another place, and yeah. suddenly you've got to make sure he stays. So it's a difficult one. But for me, you go sign a new goalkeeper, let Henderson leave, and keep Tommy into the end of his contract. Mm. On to defenders. Then the first of which is Victor Lindelof. I've already spoken about. But then it's Eric Bailly. He's I don't rate him at all. I, I, th- I think he's rubbish. Spent the year out on loan, I believe. I don't know how well he got on. I'm sure we can have a look. But I don't think, unless he's been pulling up trees somewhere, I don't really see how he no. returns to this Man United setup. He's been at Marseille this year. We made only 17 appearances, only five of which were starts. So not a great yeah, time in Marseille. And yeah, I don't I don't really know. He's, he didn't really play in the previous season before that. Yeah. He's barely played throughout his career really for Man United, other than 2016-17. We actually look quite decent, but yeah. Injury has been a big problem. Inconsistency has been a big problem. For me, you probably look to sell him this summer if you can yeah. find a suitor. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't think you're going to find many suitors. No. But there will be. I guess there'll be someone out there that will pay five mil very high. But yeah, not a great, not a fantastic player. Would look to sell. Harry Maguire. Sell. See, Maguire is un, is very reluctant to leave Manchester United. Obviously, his contract extends Brandy. beyond twenty five. I. Think don't really it shows a lack of aspiration aspiration for him that he doesn't want to leave Man United but why would you want to leave Man United it's like he lives in his own little world it's Man United and you're England's starting centre half you play for Manchester United why would he leave wherever he goes he could be on less money and probably won't get in England I don't think he has a choice I think if United go you're crap I want to sell you what are they going to do well he they can't force him to leave so but that'll it, be his start. Well, that seems to be a start so far. Man United, either way, would want around £40 million, which I don't think they're going to get. They yeah, want to try and United, recoup some of that money. I do not understand United at all. They're, they are just, they're just ridiculous. They're just un, they're so unreasonable. Well, no, they're trying to recoup as much money. They'll lower that, I guess, if they're trying to sell him. But I think they'll be likely to get 20. 20, I think he's a very good 10.5. What? No, he's not. He is. I've watched him. Last year, he's in tragic. He's made some mistakes for Manchester United, yeah. But I think for England, he's proven he's a good centre-half. And it's just that his performances in United have earned of this sort of meme reputation. He's still a capable centre-half. He just isn't isn't Man United quality. He isn't really England quality, but he keeps playing anyway. So I'll probably sell. Up next, we have Lissandro Martinez. A very contrasting view, I'm sure. 
that uh, will be cast upon him. He is really good. I think the passion that with which he plays the game, I think the his work ethic is sensational. Really, really good defender. Always loves a good challenge. Never afraid to get stuck in. I think he's really, really good on the ball as well. So, a really talented centre half. A future leader as well for Manchester United. Really solid player. Yeah. He enjoyed the club last summer as well. So, I don't think there'll be no. many suitors. And I don't think he'd want to leave. Because he seems to have a good relationship with both the club. But also, obviously, manager Eric Ten Hag. They both work together at Ajax. I'm next at Tyrell Malassia. I think he had a... Mixed start to life for Manchester United. I think he's a very good, very capable young left back. But yeah, obviously didn't get those starting minutes over Shaw. Shaw then played a little bit of left back. And again, Malassa didn't really get a chance to left back because they put Dallow there. So mm. he's not had loads of minutes this season. He did make 22 appearances, which is not bad for a debut Premier League campaign. Just a bit weird. And I think he'll grow. He'll develop into that role. He'll develop into the league. I think towards the end of the season, we start to see a little bit more physicality from him. Mm. He's started to bulk up a little. If he can get a bit stronger, be a bit more physical, adapt yeah. to the Premier League, I think that is that he could be a good player for Man United yeah. in the future. Yeah. Rafael Varane. Keep, obviously. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant centre-half. He's had a really good season. I would say... Bring a centre half to play back up because he obviously is a little injury prone. You are losing a couple centre halves, obviously Axel Tomzebi and Phil Jones are leaving. Potentially you're losing a couple others next summer if you want to sell Baye as well. There's going to be an excess of centre halves there. I would say they've currently got three. You hmm. start Lissandro and Varane. You rotate in Victor Lindelof. So I would add another centre half, especially given Varane's injury record. But other than that, they seem to be really good. And I think Varane will start next season if he can remain fit. Yeah. But you do need a backup because I would be concerned about his age and his, his injuries. Mm. Up next then, Diego Dallo, another player who actually had a really remarkable resurgence under Eric Ten Hag. He's, he's played really well this season. Obviously yeah. rotated in the side with Aaron Wan-Bissaka. He's done a job at left-back as well. So he's just a really solid player, Diego Dallo. And I, ho- yeah, I hope he continues in this vein. Yeah. Looks yeah. really good. So yeah, a keeper with him as well. And I think a similar thing with Luke Shaw. They're they're starting defence for Manchester United. They've played well this season. They've been part of a very solid defence. When they've not had Maguire in there, when De Gea's not been passing it to forwards, it's uh, it's been quite successful. And Luke Shaw has proven his worth not only for Manchester United, but for England in recent years. And I think he's just a really good left-back. Yeah, good on the ball, good getting forward, has shown his defensive acumen, also playing at left centre-half as well. So... Yeah, a really, really good player. And he's, yeah, yeah. it's nice to see how it's actually worked out for him because he was rated really highly back in the day when Jose Mourinho signed him in 2016, 2017, something yeah. like that. Or, or no, sorry, Van Gaal signed him, I think, in 2015. And then Mourinho was a big fan of him when he came into the mm. club in around 2017. So he has long been someone who all managers seem to really rate as a player, but he's not really shown it on the pitch. Finally, this and last campaign... He's really starting to strike his stuff a bit more, and I think he had a really good year this year, which he should build on yeah. in 23-24. Alex Tellers, then, we mentioned Sell. in the contracts expiring, Gosh. but he does have only a year left on his deal. I think if you could get some money for him this summer, that would be good. I think he's he's not a horrendous player. He lacks a little defensive ability, especially to play in the Premier League, especially to play for Manchester United, yeah. but... He's not a bad left-back. We saw that when he was on loan at Sevilla. He could definitely do a job. But, yeah, I think there's definitely... Yeah, he's definitely not good enough. European side. 
but yeah I don't know how they're mid-table and in Europe but, but, but no like European leagues oh, okay. like League Island I think he'll still do a job so, in yeah. Europe I think he's still a good player I could see yeah. him yes I think Sarri may be well suited to him anything with a pace a little slower where he doesn't have to get back every single time yeah. maybe we can play as a wing back may yeah. suit him but yeah clearly good uh, full back going forwards at one Basaka then we have mentioned probably an easy keep right yeah it was a good turnaround for him this season because mm-hmm. when he first joined it looked like a massive waste of money he didn't look too bad this year mm-hmm. yeah what's he done so well this year then I don't know I think he's, he's just played well okay he, he, he was crap when he first joined United he really struggled the price tag was way too he, big he did take he time looked, to adapt he looked like yeah. an absolute fool and, and now he, he's look, he looked a lot more solid this year yeah, obviously only a year left on his deal as well, so I would be looking to re-sign that, renegotiate that. Mm. You don't want to keep, you do want to keep the wage bill relatively low, so maybe not offering him too much. But if you can extend that contract a couple of seasons, that would be good. I think he's done really well this year. I think the difference between this season and other seasons, he looks more assured in himself. He's yeah. a lot more confident when challenging one v ones with wingers. He's not so worried he seems a lot as I say a lot more confident a lot more comfortable in this team I don't know whether that's something that Ten Hag has ignited in him or whether he has done a lot of work on himself but he's definitely improved a lot this year you know a lot on his game but also he seems mentally in a better place so a really, yeah, really good campaign for Wan-Bissaka I'm hoping he builds on this and you know if he keeps it up in this current form if Richard can't stay fit and if Trent becomes a midfielder I think maybe he can shoot, get himself into the England yeah, side. Yeah. He, I don't know if he still declares for England. I think he may have declared for Congo. I seem to remember that happening, but uh, on the Premier League app, he is still recognised as English. So if he can still play for England, maybe if he has a good enough season, he is in that. He is on yeah. the flight to Germany in 24. Brandon Williams then. We've spoken about him already. His contract's wise next summer. I would be looking to move him on. I don't really know who is the perfect suitor for him. He hasn't done well in the other Premier League and the Premier League loans he had, but he is still only 20, 22, 23 years old, so a very good player, 22 years old. I don't really know, maybe, maybe Lyon. They're already yeah, losing yeah. Malo Gusto, so he could fill the role left by him. I don't know whether Lyon have replaced Gusto. But yeah, somewhere like that could definitely work, I would say. Mm. But yeah, and then William Fish and Alvarez Fernandez. We've spoken about Fernandez, and I think Fish is a is a youngster, doesn't have a face on the Premier League app. Into midfielders, Bruno Fernandes. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you United keep, I just don't like him. Yeah, I mean, I think for a captain, he's not the perfect no, mould. I don't right think. I don't think he has the. I don't think he's got the you know perfect qualities for a captain. He's. A little bit too passionate, a little Boy, bit too... It cares a little too pathetic. much, but yeah, I mean, sure, you could... I, I wouldn't use those words no. to describe him. I think he just no. plays with a lot of... Way he cares. He cares like A-star acting, that is. Is it, though? Because he often doesn't get anything for it. But I think he's a really good player. I think for United, though, he, I don't really know how he fits in. He can play in the midfield, of course. That's that attack midfielder. Ten Hag hasn't really liked to use him in that role. Ten Hag has deployed mm. him a lot on the right-hand side, I've noticed, this season. But, yeah, I don't really know where he works in this team. So, maybe look to phase him out over the future. But he's certainly a crucial cog in that system, not only on the pitch, but also off the pitch. He is their captain. So, yeah, it would be stupid to lose someone like that uh, this summer, I think, for me. And in in a, in a, they've already got had a lot of players. Let's not mm. take one away. 
Up next is Christian Eriksen, someone who's had a massive season under Ten Hag. Ten Hag obviously brought him in at the start of the campaign and he's not took long to adapt to the speed. Obviously he had a good year at Brentford last year and now this season he's looking really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he... I don't know why. I didn't expect him to do well when he first joined United. I don't really know why. I, I just didn't think it worked, but it has worked. He's dropped, been dropped a bit for Fred, but you know, that is Fred. Fred is quality. But Eriksen's done all right. Yeah, I believe he may have picked up an injury towards the end of the campaign as well. I don't really remember seeing Possibly. him too much towards the end of the campaign, but still a really solid 28 appearances in the league. He picked up a goal in that time. He also made eight assists. So, yeah, back at his creative best. And I think next season his importance will be lessened, but he will mm. still be a very good rotation player. And yeah. Having Christian Eriksen as a roto- rotation midfielder, well, that is simply lovely. Yeah. Really good player. Yeah, yeah. I'm next, Fred. Quality. Quality. I think, obviously, you're already bringing in Mason Mount, and we'll touch on him later when we get to the signings. But, yeah, Fred could definitely still do a job in there. I think it really depends on yeah. who you bring in. But as one of the two other midfielders in that midfield three, or as well, he can, well, to be fair, they often line up with a tight midfielder and then a pivot. So Fred can play in there with Casemiro. That works really nicely. And, yeah, if you could bring in someone else, if you could bring in a Frankie de Jong... Because obviously what Fred tends to do is pick up the ball in midfield and drive it forward, take a couple of pot shots, lay the ball forward to players, lay it out wide, stuff like that. That is that is perfect as to what Frankie de Jong does. Mm. That's why he is so loved by Eric Ten Hag. Yeah. But Fred can do that role if you can't get de Jong or can't get someone off a similar mould. And then Casemiro came in last time for £70 million. He's done really well. Yeah. He's really yeah. good in that system. Yeah. I thought maybe in the Premier League he wouldn't... He would have struggled to adapt, but he's proven all his doubt was wrong oh, this season. He's not really good. I think he's probably looked worse than he usually does, but because he's playing for Manchester United and not Real Madrid. I don't know. I think, he's, if anything, he's looked more impressive this season. He's had a lot more to do. He has had some bizarre moments, of course, but overall, overall he's had... He strangled Will Hughes at one point. He did do that. Overall, though, I think he's had a really good campaign. Good, really good tackles and interceptions numbers, but what do, what more do we expect? He's one of the best defensive midfielders mm. over the last decade, and yeah, he's maintained that consistency throughout this season. Up next is Facundo Pellistri. What do you do with him? I don't really know. I haven't seen enough of him, but I I he's don't really play for Manchester United. Only four he, appearances in the Premier League. Is he good enough to yeah. be a squad player? He's a really good player. Look, Keaton. Promising youngster. Again, though, you've got a lot of right-footed left-wingers at the moment. He can play on the right as well. In fact, I think that is his preferred position. And that does work in United system, to be fair. So, yeah, I would probably look at Keaton around. I think he's a really good player. You could look at loan mood. That is always an option. But I think he's better than Alanga. Alanga, certainly. Mm. And see, Alanga's not had a great campaign. But, yeah, and he occupies a similar sort of role in the side as a rotation winger so I don't know if it's between Anthony Alanga, Alanga and Fakuda Pellistri for me Pellistri is the obvious option of course they also have Ahmad Diallo coming back from his loan at South at Sunderland sorry he's had a really good campaign and but again yeah. though he is on the right wing but he does a different job to Pellistri Pellistri is a right footed right winger someone who can you know, go both ways, get to the byline, cross them in. Um, but he tends to go to the byline. Diallo is someone that loves to cut inside. He can go out wide, can cut it in, but loves to cut inside. It doesn't really suit United system, but he could also play as a tap midfielder in that role. So there's options for Diallo. For me, you would keep Diallo, keep Pellistri. Yeah. Wouldn't be too asked about letting Alanga go. No, no. 
So yeah, that's that sorts that problem then. I think Felicity though on that right wing negates the need to go and sign a winger as well. Yeah. And obviously you have Anthony, you have Jaden Sancho, so options there. I'd keep Diallo as well. But maybe if you keep Diallo loan up police tree, I don't really know. But you could also play Diallo as an attacking midfielder. You could train police tree to play on the left hand mm. side as a Rashford rotation option. But yeah, you've got to either loan them out or give them minutes. If you're going to sign someone and you're not going to be able to give minutes to them, then you loan them out. If you can give yeah. them minutes, I would keep them around. Johnny van der Beek. I mean, let him out of, of wherever you've imprisoned him. Yeah, I mean, he's made so seven, only seven appearances. I thought maybe Poor we'd see man. more of him under Ten Hag, but not even his old manager can come in and give him minutes. So I think you can pocket an easy 10, 15 mil for a very com- yeah. a very good player there. I, say I would do him. it. Yeah, I mean, I would I'd be looking to Donny van der Beek. Scott McTominay. Again, what a season yeah, he has. He's a good player, and I think he's finally proving it now that he's not the def- lone DM. He's not a defensive midfielder. That's quite clear. I no. think when we watch him for Scotland, he plays much more advanced in midfield. Yeah, he scored a brace against Spain, of course, and that was a bit of a turning point, for my opinion, on uh, on Scott McTominay. He's just not been deployed in the right role. No. And actually, he played up front, I believe, in the youth team. So if you can play him in a more advanced role next season, he can definitely have a much better impact in the future for Manchester United. And then, yeah, onto the forwards then. Only the forwards left to go, the first of which is their number nine, Anthony Martial, who has spoken about. I would be looking to move yeah. him on this summer. Next up, it's Marcus Rashford, who have briefly mentioned I would try and rene- renegotiate this contract as you quickly as possible. Seven-year deal, give him whatever he wants. But yeah, obviously his contract expires next summer. I'm surprised there's not been any suitors. I'm surprised no one's tempted to a be bid right there, there because... Yeah, he's a fantastic footballer, Marcus Rashford. And yeah. if he could keep, could keep up his form from this season going into next season, then I see no reason why he can't score even more mm. than he has this year. Yeah. He did sort of take throttles into the campaign, but a big February-March February, period has very much made his season seem sensational. I would have questions about whether he can be consistent, but we'll see, obviously, yeah. next season. Yeah. Up next, Anthony... I think he's a good player. I mean, yeah. you don't rate him at all, but no, I think he's a really good player. I think he's has had his moments. He's not really adapted well to the Premier League as of yet, but I do think he's a good creator, and I think we'll start to see that more and more. As he grows in confidence as well, maybe we'll see more of those skill moves which made him such a popular face amongst Ajax fans. So, yeah, obviously some people aren't happy with some of his moves, though I quite enjoy that he likes to... Likes to express himself on the football pitch. Very flamboyant player, Anthony. So I keep him around. Obviously, he only joined last summer. Has a strong relationship with Eric Ten Hag. Obvious keep. Yeah. Up next is Jaden Sancho. Again, a really talented player. Really struggled this year with uh, with not just his uh, not just his football, but also obviously his uh, his mental health. But we've seen Ten Hag speak openly about that. How he's been going to get help for that. I think he went off during the World Cup, just after the World Cup, he took for a break, a, for a break which is, I think, great. It shows great match management from Ten Hag to understand what it takes to get the best out of his players. And, he looks like a different yeah. person. Sancho has looked really good towards his end of the campaign since returning, and yeah, we'll see how he develops going into next season. And then, yeah, the only other person to talk about is Alejandro Garnacho. Do you view Garnacho as the rotation left winger? Because I think he's been really good this year. 
Yeah, I, I again, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a few United talents that are very high. Like I look back to when Alang, Alanga was it last year or the year before had a decent season and he was being held. You know, he got a song, he got every, you know, everyone was saying, "Oh, brilliant talent!" And now he's kind of just fallen I, off. I the agree face that Alanga was overhyped. I think he played had one good game against Atletico Madrid and he got a song. But for me, Alejandro Ganacho is the real deal. I've watched a bit of him obviously playing in the Premier League I've seen him in PL2 as well some of the highlights there and he is just a really exciting player really good with the ball at his feet great dribbler we've already seen this season how even for the men's team he can have such a massive impact we saw him come on in that game against Manchester City and actually his much more direct style caused them a lot of problems in that mm. game so for me he is a game changer he is a more than adequate backup to Marcus Rashford and yeah I'd be keeping him around be just see so yeah, that is our keep or sell for the squad then. Now, on to some improvements. This is the bit where Harry usually falls asleep, but I'm going to bring some sensational oh, wow. improvements this week that he can't help but be stunned. But yeah, we'll start then with the goalkeeper, of course. David Hare leaving at the end of his contract already. And it just makes sense to go and get Andre Onana. Really, really good goalkeeper. Great distribution. Has worked under Ten Hag at Ajax. And we saw in the charity final just how good his distribution is. Do you think Onana would fit Man United? It's a no-brainer. Absolute no-brainer for him and yeah. for United. They need what? a goalkeeper and he's good. Yeah. And he's... I mean, what, why wouldn't he want to go to United? Why is Onana so highly rated then? Because obviously there's been a lot of talk about Onana. A lot of clubs interested since his... Well, since his season, but also the Champions League final. But what do you think it is about Onana that is so attractive to most of Europe's top clubs? He just does what he's meant to do. None, no, none of this fancy stuff, none of this fanning around. He does what a goalkeeper should do. He stops goals. And, and, and he does that. And that's, oh, that's all he needs to do. say quite the opposite, really. Obviously, he is a fantastic goalkeeper, but you say he doesn't do much of the fancy stuff. Actually, he is very good. He's much, much, uh, very much a flair goalkeeper. We saw that in the Champions League final. He loved coming out, loves playing. There's almost a third centre-half in there, coming between the centre-halves. Very high line he holds. It's a risky game, but he is a fantastic sweeper-keeper. Comes off his line very quickly. Great with the ball at his feet. So for me, I think he fits exactly what Ten Hag is looking to do with Manchester United. Up next, it's Giorgio Scalvini, I would say. Defensive options. Mm. I think they need some defenders. Forgot to mention that, but I would go for Giorgio Scalvini, obviously the young Atalanta centre-half. There are a couple of questions about his height, but Lissandro Martinez is also very diminutive. Scalvini, I think, would be happy to play a rotation option first season with uh, Marco Varane. Then maybe in 2024, you look at giving him much more minutes. I think he's a really, really talented player. Just yeah. 21 is currently playing for the Italy U21s in the U21 Euros, and he is doing well there. So, for me, it's a no-brainer. It is going to be expensive. Atalanta do drive a hard bargain, and he is valued at around that 60 million mark, Ooh. which is steep, but that's a lot. Man. I think he's a really good player. Really, really good player. He's going to be brilliant for the future. It makes complete sense for me to secure your future by bringing in a player of that calibre. Then we have Arta Tiarte, the uh, Ren defender, obviously Belgian, uh, young cent- left centre half, left foot centre half. He is a good talent. I think for me, he offers a much more cheaper alternative to Scalvini, but they don't do the same role. Scalvini is a right centre half, uh, Tiarte is left centre half. Tiarte, I would say, is less accomplished with his feet, though he is very good at the ball with the ball at his feet. Scalvini, though, has been raised as a ball playing defender. He's so comfortable in possession. And I think for me, Scalvini is 
just a better just a better player. But mm. obviously at that uh, probably double the price tag. Maybe they'd look at Tiate uh, half the price tag as being a better option. Depends on what they do. They don't have many left foot centre halves, so replacement for Martinez tends to be Luke Shaw. So maybe Tiate is a bit more if they have Tiate and Lindelof as backups, not only do they save a little bit of money by not buying Scalvini, yeah. but they also bring in someone who can cover Martinez more adequately. Yeah. Midfield then. Midfield is somewhere that United look quite strong, but I would say a couple of additions aren't necessary. I think you need another attack midfielder, because while... It's a fair they have some nice amount, of course, but I did also include another option, obviously, uh, Marcel Savitzer. Potentially, he could re- come back from, uh, from a very successful loan move. They probably won't look to make it a permanent because they have now signed Mason Mount. But when I was brainstorming some ideas, he was an obvious one. He looked good in his campaign. Bring him back on loan. I don't know if Bayern would be happy with that, but I don't know. It'd be interesting to see whether that mm. that could come to fruition. But for me, yeah, Mason Mount probably feels exactly what Tavitsa did last season yeah. and better. But maybe we'll see Mount to pull out wide as well because he is a great creator, and that's where he. Ten Hag love to have Fernandez, so yeah. Aubrey Flanch. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll see Sabitzer join as well. Then I think they need an energetic midfielder, someone that could play that that, that role alongside Casemiro, someone yeah. that can drive that ball forwards. A cheaper option. Or should we start cheaper or more expensive? We'll start. We'll start more expensive. The ideal option for me is Manu Kone. Now he has, of course, Ooh, picked yeah. up a big injury in the U21 Euros, which France have now crashed out of, but. For me, I think he is one of the best young midfielders. He plays his, his box-to-box role really, really well. He could also play as a roaming playmaker if you want him to do that. So he can drive the ball forwards really nicely. Great numbers as well in terms of tackles and interceptions. That's what he does really well. So alongside Casemiro in that role, not only does it mean that they, if Casemiro is having a day off, it's not just, well, that's over. Everyone's going to run through the team now. But it also just means there's a little bit more energy in midfield. I think Fred's a really good player, but I think Kone is just not great. Mm. That would be my other thing with Kone. Obviously, while he has that injury, Fred is more than capable to play that role for now. A cheaper option then, someone who could cover it right back as well, if, you know, very dire, very dire situation, is Tyler Adams. The USMNT International, very accomplished in the Premier League, has played a couple of seasons now with, sorry, a season now, two seasons, seasons, something like that. Uh, with Leeds very good player I think for me he uh, was one of the best players for Leeds as they were relegated last season and at 20 million or possibly less because they are you Mm. are negotiating there with a relegated side he just makes a lot of sense so if you're looking for a cheaper option to Kone or you're not happy that Kone is injured I think Tyler Adams would be a great option as well then the forward area. Now, the obvious one is Victor Osimhen, strongly linked with Manchester United, or, well, has been linked with Manchester United. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. No. I just don't think that's going to happen. United don't tend to fork out £100 million for anyone that isn't Anthony. But, I don't know. Their big money transfers haven't worked out. I think you've got to focus more on on the young talent, mm. the, the bargains you can go and get. I don't think Osimhen is, uh, is someone that Ten Hag will target this summer. So... You probably also don't want to get into a bidding war with some of Europe's top sides nah. who are also looking to acquire Osman. Yeah. So, yeah. For me, it looks like he probably won't join Man United. Other options. Kane has been strongly strongly bounded around his name, of course, but I think he's more likely to go to Bayern Munich. United don't tend to seem to be too interested, but yeah, Kane is the obvious choice, isn't he? Yeah. As for someone who... Another link, a strong link for Man United, because they have been linked with a lot of forwards, it's an obvious area of weakness, is Rasmus Hoyland. Mm-hmm. Now, Hoyland isn't 
necessarily the only striker they could sign. They could sign Hoyland and Kane and have Hoyland as a very capable yeah. backup. But I just think you, if you go and get Hoyland for £40 million, that's a fantastic price to pay for someone who is yeah. your starting striker. It makes a lot of sense for me. I think he's his numbers are really good. I do think he's a little overhyped. I do find it weird how fans seem to be so hyped about him and then I've seen so much criticism of Nicholas Jackson. When actually, they're not too dissimilar in terms of not their play style, but their ability. Hoyland mm. is a Harlan type, not as quick, not as physical, but does possess both of those qualities. Great instinctive finisher as well. Helps with, well, he's Norwegian, so uh, sounds like Harlan, so... Might be able to few, fool a few people there by yeah. saying you've signed a Norwegian striker who starts with H. But I end in D. Yeah, end in und. But yeah, I think for me, Hoyland is a is a really good player and yeah. makes a lot of sense for this United system. Obviously, the ideal would be Harry Kane. I just don't see it happening. Or Victor Rushman. Again, do not see it happening. But lots of options for United this summer. As for some predictions, then we've ticked off a lot of there, ah. a lot of players there. Do you think I did well with uh, with looking at players that make a lot of sense for United? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Predictions then. Where do you see United being next season? Are they able to fight in the Premier League title race? Are they still going to be in those Champions League spots or do they slip down the order? I think they'll be in an absolute dogfight for fourth. You reckon? Yeah. I don't think they'll touch the top two, maybe the top three. And then there'll be a couple of teams that they'll be fighting out with for that last Champions League spot. I think they could definitely get third. I don't really see who's better than them other than Manchester City. And for me, it'll be Liverpool. I think they'll have a resurgence. I think United could definitely lay a claim to that third place. It all depends on how well Chelsea bounce back. It all depends on whether Arsenal can build on last season, whether they have a have a season of... of not necessarily regression, but... Stagnation, I would say. Yeah. So, it very much depends on the on teams around them. But United, there's absolutely no reason why if they bring in a couple more players, they can't be fighting for the title. I mean, they're not mass miles off City, really, and I don't think Ten Hag's a bad coach by any stretch. So, for me, a couple of additions, and you're looking at a a title fight. I would say. Maybe, maybe. There's every chance United could fight for the title this year. So yeah, that's my personal sixpence on the matter. Where do you see them being? I mean, you mentioned dogfight oh, in the fourth, yeah. yeah. What signing do you think would take them to that next level? Who do they need to be bringing in? Has to be a world-class player. And you have to spend big on world-class players, but United yeah. don't do that. They spend with big on Anthony and Harry Maguire. They have in the past. Obviously, Anthony was a part of last time's recruitment, so you could count that as Ten Hag era. But I think a lot of the signings under Eric Ten Hag have been very successful. I think Lissandra Martinez at 40 million was really good. I think Casemiro at 70 was slightly overpriced, but still a fantastic player at a great price. They brought in Varane on a free, and I think that was a great bit of business. So for me, they actually did really well with the business last summer, and I think they will. They will continue in that light. So far, no sign. Well, one signing, right. Mason Mount. I think that's a great bit of business to go and sign a young England international at just sixty million pounds. Someone who could be starting for their for their side for the next sort of half decade, decade. So, yeah, for me, I think they'll continue to to splurge, but not to to spend on anything too stupid. They need a world class forward. Yeah. Yeah, would an Osman or Kane is that the sort of thing? You have to big on them. You can't, you can't Obviously, afford to, yeah. you know, to, to go cheap on someone that isn't as good. You need, if you want to challenge that, you, know, if you actually want to win something, you know, you have to go big. But could they go Kane and Hoyland? Maybe, maybe. But does that then mean they can't spend as I much in other areas? Get, I think just Hoyland is a gamble. 
I think you have to go big on Kane or Osman. And every chance again, well, but yeah, I would say Hoyland, given his lack of prem, uh, prem experience and the fact he's not proven in this league, he's not really million, proven okay. to be fair at all in in, uh, in world football. I wouldn't chuck 120 million. I think you'd be massively overpaying for a year that's only got a, a player that's only got a li- year left on his deal. I mean, I'd, uh, yeah, they'd negotiate a lot more intelligently than than just throwing cash. But yeah, I think if you could get him 100 eventually, worked up to that, I think that would be a good price. Mm. But yeah, that is everything for today. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed today's episode. I think it's been a good discussion about Manchester United. But yeah, if you have enjoyed, make sure you leave a like. And if you're new around here, do please hit subscribe. We are on the road to 2.5k. We've been smashing out these videos daily at the moment, so it would really, we really appreciate if you could subscribe to show that this has all been very much worth it. But yeah, that is everything for today. Thank you very much for watching, and we will see you next time. See ya.